All right. The Supreme Court is to rule on a constitutional, um, the constitutionality of a federal law preventing third parties from demanding genetic information from Canadians. And this is a big deal. It's going to happen this morning here to talk about the laws. The man who introduced the bill in 2017, former Liberal Senator James Cowan. James, welcome to the show. Good morning. Give us the history of this law for people that uh, don't know the background. Well, it goes back to 2012, 2013, uh, when I was in the Senate and I was looking for an issue that was, I was the leader of the opposition at the time, and I was trying to get something that wasn't so uh, so partisan, if you like. And I, I sort of stumbled on this issue of the protection of genetic uh, test results, which I assumed were, were protected, and then I found out then were, were not. So I began to work with interested parties, including uh, an organization called the Coalition for Genetic Fairness. And um, we began to work on this and, uh, and ultimately introduced a bill in the Senate. And uh, that didn't, uh, it was, um, it didn't get anywhere. And then we had a prorogation that came back again with another one. And then finally uh, introduced the third iteration of the bill, uh, which ultimately passed uh, the Senate unanimously and the House by an overwhelming majority in 2017. And then it was challenged by the Quebec government as being an intrusion into their jurisdiction. And uh, the Quebec Court of Appeal agreed with the Quebec government. And it then went to the Supreme Court of Canada, which heard the decision, heard the case last October. And the decision, as you say, is being handed down later this morning. And this is an important so one. And there yeah, I bet you do. You know, that's a lot of work, a lot of years that you put into this. I know that uh, geneticists at the Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto um, were really concerned about uh, this um, information being allowed to be accessed by third parties. They were uh, part of the they were one of the groups that encouraged you to introduce the legislation because apparently parents were choosing not to have genetic tests done for fear of future repercussions for employment and insurance eligibility. That, to me, uh, seems extremely serious. Absolutely, and, and there are all kinds of discrimination. I think the biggest abusers were probably the insurance industry, but uh, there, we have instances of people being discriminated against when they've applied for jobs or are seeking, uh, seeking uh, advancement in the workplace. Uh, we've had cases where people have uh, been denied housing because uh, of uh, the uh, prospective landlord getting access to genetic test results and uh, not wanting and people with that uh, with those test results to, to be in there. Well, what kind of tests are we talking about? Results from what well, test would stop a landlord are, from renting to you? It is that it is the genetic what, what a genetic test does it's not sometimes it's used as a diagnostic tool. But often what it is, it, 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 it enables you to, the more you know about your own genetic makeup, obviously, the better able you are to manage your health. And that's the whole point of it. And I think that they, so that there are tests which are done, which would indicate that you have a, a higher uh, likelihood of developing breast cancer, as an example, than most women, or you have uh, a higher, um, men, men, a higher, higher, chance of developing uh, prostate cancer or heart disease or something like that. It doesn't mean that you actually have those conditions. And that's the essential distinction. The, you know, what you, 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 if you apply for insurance policy, for instance, you may be required to take a medical and that will tell what conditions you have. You have hypertension, you have heart disease, you are overweight. 
those kinds right. of and, things are, are facts. And they'll assess you and put, set your premium or confirm or deny that you're covered at this level based Absolutely. on what your pre-existing conditions are. But we're talking about the possibility, Absolutely. if this law gets struck down, of them being able, an insurance company saying, hey, I want to take a look at your genetic uh, test results and I want to see if you're predisposed to this sort of uh, disease and the likelihood of you contracting it, and then we'll set your premium. Yeah, to give you to give you an example, Kelly, when I started on this, I said, well, how many genetic tests are there out there? And so we looked and we accessed the, there's a registry in the U.S. that maintains these statistics. There were less than 2,000 tests. This is back in 2013. When the bill passed Parliament, um, well, two years, a little over two years ago, there were about 36,000 cases, uh, 36,000 different tests that were available. I checked yesterday. There are 76,000 different genetic tests that are available. So clearly the, the medical community, the healthcare community, is healthcare professionals are using these tools to help provide better healthcare for individuals. And that's got to be good, not only for those individuals, but their families and, and for society, which has to support our healthcare system with scarce dollars. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. So the more access we have, and it would be, as you said earlier, for someone to refuse, it's a, it's a person. Some people may decide they don't want to know. They don't want to have a, a, a test done. They don't want to know what the future might hold. But for most of us, we'd like to know as much as we possibly could about what's what might come down the road, and that would better enable us to manage our own our own health and so sure information people, is power so i mean all of this makes sense to me and yeah. all of this i'm sure makes a lot of this makes sense to people listening so what's the argument against your side because maybe well, we should try and wrap our head around the uh, against well we'll see well, obviously we'll see what the supreme court of canada says because they have the ultimate say on this but the argument against it is that this is uh for, first of all the people the insurance industry said well this is targeting in the insurance industry well it's not the word insurance never appears in the bill at all. It it targets, it says that you cannot, anybody who's providing a good or a service uh, as a part of that contract of supply, can't you require you to take a genetic test or require you to disclose the results of a genetic test, and you can't use genetic information, which falls into your hands by some means, without that person's permission, because nothing is more personal than your genetic health. So. The argument that this is targeting the insurance industry is is, is, is a fallacy. But the, there is a constitutional argument that it is property and civil rights and contracts, which generally are provided for uh, at the provincial level. But what we've done, that we've crafted it in a way that the, 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 the parliament is using its criminal law power to criminalize abuse of genetic information. So that's, in, in our opinion, and in the opinion of constitutional experts who we consulted and who provided evidence in the court proceedings and to Parliament, uh, this is a valid exercise of the federal Parliament's uh, criminal law power. Okay, and so also, what is it? Are, you know, the federal federal Parliament has the right to protect privacy. It's clearly... Sure. A, uh, a and, that's a, that, and that's a huge topic right now, privacy and our absolutely. right to it and... And how much our privacy is being whittled away. What's at stake with this Supreme Court decision today? Well, 
it, it's a big it's a big factor. I think if you talk, you mentioned sick kids. They are leaders in this field, and and uh, their their scientists are doing wonderful work, and we're very encouraging and supportive to us in our efforts. Um, so I think if you talk to them and you talk to geneticists, genetic counselors, uh, they will say that the ability to assure patients that they can take a genetic test without fear of repercussions has been has been very, very important to them as they carry out their practices. So if this is struck down in some way, then uh, Canadians, the genetic genetic information about Canadians will be at risk. There are there are a number of provisions in the bill, and not all of them are being attacked. So we'll see. Uh, you know, if if the decision were to go against us, then you know we're determined. Uh, we'll come up with a we're we're going to not let this drop. We'll we'll see what the Supreme Court says, and we will craft amending legislation to uh, make sure that it complies with the criteria set forth by the Supreme Court and. Uh, Rob Oliphant, who's a, uh, a member for Don Valley West, was uh, was my colleague who uh, shepherded this through the House of Commons, and uh, he remains committed to this cause as I do. And uh, if it's necessary to work with Parliament to get some amending legislation to make it comply with a Supreme Court decision, then that's what we'll do. All right. Well, good to know that. Thank you so much, uh, James. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and I wish you the best of luck with regard to the Supreme Court decision. I appreciate your time today. It's James Cowan, former liberal senator that uh, helped craft that bill that is, uh, you know, being ruled over by the Supreme Court today. And we'll let you know how that goes, because I think it's an important one.